Welcome to GalacticConnection.com, one of the most popular blogs on the World Wide Web today for alternative news. Stay tuned for the latest information on our world shift from enslavement to galactic involvement, as well as current intel on any blockages impeding us from our sovereign birthright. Knowledge and self-mastery are key at this time. Our commitment is to present you with the latest breaking conspiratorial articles, off-world messages, exopolitics, cutting-edge technologies and sciences, and also an ever-significant intertwining of spiritual support and metaphysical scope that one needs to dive down the rabbit hole in search for truth with balance. We are truly on the horizon of a new golden age filled with the promise for more love, worldwide peace, and accelerated intuitive skills where every living being can exist in cohesion and abundance. It is whatever we envision and dream this new world to be. I say to you now, let's redefine the new world to the beginnings of our own precious heaven on earth. Galactic Connection is here to provide the pulse of Mother Earth through an eclectic range of interviews each Tuesday afternoon from 3 to 4.55 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, Station 2 on BBS Radio, expanding your perspectives on how we can once and for all take back our freedoms, our joy, and our connection with our mighty I Am Presence. Our intention remains true to connect hearts and minds everywhere in order to obtain global unity and galactic and universal acceptance. Our discussions will continue to cover anything to do with galactic society and our involvement with our galactic brothers and sisters. Our guests are experts in their fields and our radio shows have been coined as some of the most thought-provoking out there. In addition to our daily blog, which runs 365 days a year, we also offer a realm of healing services such as our world-renowned implant removal processes, our spiritual past life clearings, our galactic violet ray alchemy from Alexandra who shares in the lineage of Merlin, and other cutting-edge healing technologies. Check our site out at galacticconnection.com now. Sending you a wave of light, love, and inspiration and a personal hug and thank you for listening to our Galactic Connection radio show and visiting our blog today. Hey everyone, it's me, Alexandra Benners of GalacticConnection.com. And I am about to interview Sheldon Idol. This will be going live on BBS Radio May 9th. It's Station 2, BBS Radio, from 3 to 4.55 p.m. Now, I would like to read off his uh, bio, even though pretty much everybody knows who he is, but you just never know. Uh, Sheldon was born in New York City in 1946 and grew up in Buffalo. His first extraterrestrial and UFO experience began shortly after his birth and were highlighted all through his childhood by various modes of contact phenomena, as well as accompanying manifestations, light form communications, extraterrestrial visitations, and teaching learning sessions on board the spacecraft. During most of his life, he has enjoyed ongoing telepathic communications and direct core knowledge inserts. He says etheric and physical implants. Sheldon has visually observed and physically experienced spacecraft throughout the years. Around the age of 14, Sheldon requested that the Syrians and their Galactic Federation of Light Allies to continue communications with him because he was experiencing overwhelming 
conflict between their scientific knowledge and what he was learning here on Earth. They left, but the Syrians and the Galactic Federation of Light allies told him that they would be back when it was time to complete his mission for planet Earth and her people. In high school, he was placed in advanced science programs and in subjects such as physics, chemistry, and calculus. He received a master's in political science from the University at Buffalo in 1968, and he has received a master's in Southeast Asian government in 1970 and a master's in American politics and international public administration, wow, from USC, where he was pursuing a PhD program. In the 1970s, he was a vice president for scientific programming at Centaur Productions, where he co-created a documentary on the life and accomplishments of Nikola Tesla. From 1970 through the mid-80s, he was involved in scientific research on alternative sources of electrical energy. And in the mid-80s, his extraterrestrial contacts resumed. Currently, Sheldon is a representative and a lecturer for the Galactic Federation of Light. And in 1997, he then founded the Planetary Activation Organization. Goes without saying. We're going to have a quick chat today for an hour and just review some of the current topics that are flying all over the internet regarding ascension and where we are at. And in the meantime, please realize that the timelines are splitting again. Okay? So you're really going to start noticing, number one, maybe less people around you maybe bless people in the store. I just noticed that yesterday. And number two, you're going to start noticing again, maybe a shift from the people that you used to hang out with. Do not be alarmed by this. This is very typical where maybe your vibration is getting higher and theirs is not. So everybody's going to where they belong. And I just want to give you a little bit of a pat on the back to say, well done, keep it up. And, uh, we are doing really, really well. So stay tuned. I'll bring in Sheldon right now. Take care. Hey, everyone. I've got Sheldon Nidal on the line, and we thought we would do just a quick chit-chat over what's going on out there and beyond. I should say what's going out on out there, like out out there, huh, Sheldon? Yeah. <laughs> So good morning. Thank you for uh, coming on the line with me. It's good to talk to you. It's been way too long. Way, way too long. As I was saying a second or two ago, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. So how are you feeling? How are you and Colleen feeling? Well, we're getting another step, oh, possibly to be in San Diego by before the summer's out with fingers crossed. <laughs> right on. Well, yeah. And if that happens, you need to look me up so we can have a good, nice, hot cup of tea. It would be nice to see you in person, and you've probably never seen me in person either. So it'll be a wonderful experience for both of us, I guess. Yeah, it would. Yeah, I missed you when we came back down for Musetti. God, that was good. God, that was a couple of years ago already. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I just wanted to hear your perspective it's been a long time and um i've you know i follow your newsletters of course mm -hmm. kind of one of the old staples that goes out to the spiritual community on a religious basis and uh can you give us an update of what you're feeling right now is going on with the old usa corporation 
from what I know, it's approaching its last legs. The monies that are supposed to have come long ago, those people in charge of the whole process of delivery have finally reached a point where they feel secure and safe enough that they can actually complete this. And we're nearing the point where the completion will actually start. So we're close to delivery. The other thing that is happening, once delivery happens, it means that the US and the Treasury note, the actual new gold back money, will replace the old USD, and that means that the Fed goes down. When the Fed goes down, it destroys the financial system based on fiat money, and it should lead to the collapse of USA Inc. And so I'm expecting that to happen pretty soon. And as a result of all of that, I expect that the Nassara Republic will, will not have to wait till after the summer to happen. So I'm expecting it to happen sometime before the end of the summer. I can't pick a week or a month or a date, but I'll just say to me, this summer should be it as far as what I know. Interesting. I'm sure you follow uh, Benjamin Fulford's reports, and they yeah. have been very meaty as of late. Uh, what do you feel about all the commotion going on with North Korea? How does this fit into the whole uh, financial system going down, et cetera? Uh, what is happening now is uh, Trump has to realize that, as do I'm sure the neocons who are part of the Illuminati realize, they're not going to get a war out of Korea. They've tried very hard. They've done everything possible to get a war started. Not just Korea, we can go into the Ukraine, we can go into Syria, we can go all kinds of things. The Russians and, of course, Trump have finally reached some agreements. The Russians are even willing to install no-fly zones in Syria if that is what is essential to get peace. They want to establish no-conflict zones. They are trying to start the process of moving toward a conference to finally end this whole mess in Syria, which leaves, of course, Korea. Uh, Kim Jong-un, I think, is a nut. <laughs> yeah. He's some kind of psychopath. I have not ever seen a country as out of touch with the world and so insane. It's almost like Hitler grew up and turned into a Korean. He's crazy. He's totally crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> and and that's that's deliberately positioned that way because we're at the final stage performance of the money grab. And exactly. from, from everything I'm seeing, any faction that wants uh, power and greed, you know, that, that presents themselves to be greedy and wants the power to rule the planet is going after North Korea at this point in time. Just oh, that is the focal point. You can bet your booties on that one. They totally want to use North Korea to start a war. Now, the, the Federation has already explained several times to them that uh, nuclear conflict is no longer an option on this planet. I agree. The Russians know that. The Chinese know that. So the Chinese are cooperating amazingly with Trump to try to get a plan to surround them because they all realize that this republic and this new world is happening. And so the old concept to try to stop this by bringing in a war is no longer possible. The banking process that is creating the money delivery system isn't gone beyond the point where even a war cannot stop it. The dark knows that. 
So they are hoping that somehow they can get a big bang out of this and, and cause a massive distress point, which is, of course is not going to happen. I think that Korea sometime the next month or two or three is going to be forced to reverse itself because the Chinese are determined to do everything except military to uh, basically bring North Korea to its knees. I think the Korean, the sane part of them, their foreign ministry, et cetera, knows deeply that that's what's happening. Of course, they can't explain it to the upper echelon because they are in another reality. So what we have to realize is that there are large parts of the Korean government, North Korean government, that understands this whole process. And of course, that's why Trump felt safe to suddenly attack South Korea's trade agreements, because he knows this thing isn't going to start another Korean war. So he's trying to get his program through. Of course, his agenda will end when we get the Republic, because then he'll be gone, because that's the first part of the Nasara. All the present members of uh, USA Inc. have to resign and leave. Makes sense. Makes total sense. And what is your feeling and what are the messages you're getting? Because I've definitely received messages that uh, Putin, Trump, and Jinping are meeting far more regularly behind the scenes than people know. Right. The, the whole process of creating this new world is happening because the Russians, as the, as the major part of BRICS that is doing anything right now, and China, which is also BRICS, but also represents the new financial system coming out of China, understand deeply that the system has to be able to, to go into the new part smoothly. So they do not want to have any undue conflict here. That's what's taken so long. They have designed, after a lot of mistrials, the system that will be allowed to go forward. Like I said, it's already become conflict-proof. And the dark already realizes that this is an, is an inevitable as Saturday is followed by Sunday. They understand that. You know, it's funny as I'm listening to you, uh, I just have this very, very deep, absolute knowingness that we have been victorious and that it's just mm -hmm. unfolding and that uh, there is a force so far beyond our comprehension that is not going to allow this to happen. Exactly. And, and what I wanted to know from you, especially since I'm sure you canvass as many emails as I do, uh, is what do you feel is the main reason why so many in the spiritual community don't see or feel this knowingness? What is it ultimately that you feel is causing this angst and anxiety, this, this fear, fearfulness regarding like another potential Armageddon? There is a fear among the spiritual community about the shift. I mean, when I first started, it seems like forever, 20 some years ago, uh, I discovered this angst between the galactic community and the spiritual community. The spiritual community on this planet doesn't want to acknowledge that the angelic groups that are part of the spiritual community are really abstracts of the galactic community because the galactics are actually galactic humans, which means they're physical uh, angels. Uh, this is something that amazed me when it first happened to me. And there seems to be this 
this intrepidation is very deep. I mean, it goes way, way back and uh, all the way back to Blavatsky and beyond that. It goes yeah. back to the whole rise of the spiritual community in this country, for instance. And so to suddenly realize that this process is no longer applicable for them, it's almost like uh, taking a doll away from a young kid. They don't want to change. And that, I think, is what is causing all of this. So they're making up all this stuff about Armageddon, some uh, massive invasion or something like that, to kind of prove to themselves and to their fellows that the whole process is indeed following, as they said, not as what they're hearing. And, you know, the the galactic community, with heaven's help, has been talking about peace for as long as I have been doing this. Mm-hmm. And so what they want is a way to get through to that. And so I understand that this is, this is part of the process of reacculturating them. So they have to go through their fears. They know that. And so they're letting them go through their fears. And they are doing it. My God. But anyway... It is. It's it's crazy, Sheldon. Just when I read some of these articles, for example, uh, Nibiru. You know, I'd like to put that to rest, and of course, have you comment on that as well. But you know, from everything that I know and directly communicating with Creator, not only has that been nipped in the bud, but it is not going to happen again. Exactly. Period. We need to put that thing to bed. Right. I mean, it's like it's like something on the net that keeps circling around and every so often some group comes together and presses that button and it shows up again on the Internet. Uh, It's it's very weird. I know. In fact, I I have received direct information that, yes, there was a ship on its way, but no, it is no longer going to cause havoc. Mm-hmm. No longer going to cause death and destruction. It has been actually moved off of its original course. It is no longer a threat, people. I just want everyone to know that because I still get emails about Nibiru. Yeah, yeah. We laugh here, uh, Colleen and myself, about every time we see it's like every three to six months, sometimes a year, before another warning about Nibiru shows up with accompanying pictures and all kinds of stuff that, of course, was taken long ago. Yeah, people have to realize, yes, the Anunnaki once had it as their capital. B, the process is it's part of the Federation now. And C, it's not going to do anything that can totally disrupt the inner solar system. So don't worry about it anymore. I've been told, I've been told that for, it seems like forever. Yes. And they, people have to realize that. Of course, once again, it's this whole thing. There's this community in, in this section that wants so desperately to have something happen that proves the negative aspect of this, because suddenly to say that it's all positive and peace-oriented changes the whole concept, it seems, that they have about how does this whole thing operate. And, and so they have told me again and again, don't worry about it. Yes, there'll be all kinds of panic out there. Just know they'll get over it. The process is for us to just keep moving forward and knowing that very shortly there will be distribution of funds, there will be new governments, and this whole process of being away from debt slavery and being totally involved in the whole process of creating the new you is what this is all about. And this is something that even those that have 
fought the whole process the most need now to totally get off it and realize this is what is happening and sit down, go through their changes because we are going through a lot of ascension symptoms that is part of the whole process. And so all people are going to are in different levels of this. So some people are getting the earlier parts of it now because they are beginning to accept things. Those that have been there from the beginning are reaching the higher levels where they're getting closer and closer to being finished at that level. And then when the mentors come, they can totally finish the process off and move toward being fully conscious, which of course is the ultimate goal that heaven has stated here. The process is about getting us back to what we were before the Atlanteans uh, created these two groups, the fully conscious group and inner earth and ourselves, which are a limited conscious group. And so we were open to all kinds of massive manipulations, which as God knows, this was part of the process. It is now over. We are heading back into being fully conscious and being a part of the galactic community. And this is hard for a lot of people to easily accept. It's a process that has, as I said, many levels. And so those of us who have been doing this for a longer period of time understand the full extent of it. And those that are first getting aboard are just learning that all their massive fears are really uh, nothing, but it's just like what fear stands for. And so these realities are appearing real. They're false. And so we just have to understand that process and not be in fear, just be in the process of going through the massive shifts required for us to become fully conscious again. I, I, I agree. And just a couple comments to what you said. Number one, uh, as a collective, the worry within our own fields individually does not support increasing our vibratory level. That's number one. Right. Number two if you are still stuck in symptoms, and I mean stuck like you've been just having them go on and on and on for months and months and months on end, and you're not kind of getting any kind of like break from that, then there is something to be said about there's an immense amount of resistance within your field right. for the change that Sheldon's talking about. Uh, so you need to take a look at that. And number three, however long you've been awakened and aware, I mean like Sheldon's ahead of the game here, um, there's more uh, clearing and purification and programs mm -hmm. that you have to contend with. And I just said to somebody the other day, I, I received very strong direction and guidance, Sheldon, to um, I'm releasing two brand new lines just for getting us ready because we're getting so mm -hmm. close. And right. um, they both are designed to, I don't care how enlightened you are, they're both designed to help us release as much programming as we can. It's not just the matrix programming. There are right. just so many programs, you know? Exactly. So I was wondering what you thought about that. Right. No, they've had 13 millennia to invent all kinds yeah. of crap around it. <laughs> exactly. That's so true. So now talk a little bit about, you know, one of the realizations that I'm coming too, is as I go out and, you know, which is not very often, but what I do and I have to go do errands, I'm seeing less and less people on the road and I'm seeing less and less people in the stores. And I had, I went and asked some questions and I had a realization that, you know, we truly are raising our frequencies to such a level. Uh, what do you feel 
about that, number one. And number two, when you're talking about uh, Nasara and, you know, the new, uh, the new system, which, you know, may not necessarily be like a financial system like we think it is. Right. When you talk about all this, isn't it true that we're already shifting? Some of us aren't going on to that same timeline. Some of us are going to be going, you know, to a lateral timeline. What is your perception on that? My perception is that, like I've been saying, people are on different levels. What they're going to do with the intervention is straighten all that out because there's a, it's, it's almost like you would look at a country and you would see some people that were educated there and are much more advanced than those who knew nothing. So what the landings are all about is straightening it all out. The mentor's job, as I've been told, is simply to go into everybody's realities and start bringing everything together. And that is really required because if we're going to create a new society, we need to all be on roughly the same page. And right now we're on what do we call it? Seven billion pages right now. Yes. Yeah. So they have to straighten that out. That's what the landings are really all about. They, when I first started this, it was, they call it the welcoming home mission. What it's been changed to slightly is adjusting this reality so that everything can be shifted properly. And that's what is really required right now. So they are working very hard every day to setting this up. That's why they are overseeing all what's going on diplomatically and financially, et cetera, and working hard to keep the amount of wars to a minimum. Because some of these are just happening because they're religious conflicts, et cetera. They're a part of a, a process that will end with the new government. So they understand that if we keep everything to a minimum, we can prevent anything from massively yeah. causing a major conflagration. So that's what they're working on right now is keeping it to a minimum. Because as long as we are limited conscious beings living on this planet, there will be some limited degree of conflicts. It's just the way we have been set up and the way they, we were manipulated for so long that that's the process that those as they we used to call the powers that be made an effort always to main, use that to maintain their, their authority, their wealth, etc. cetera. Mm -hmm. So, so what is happening? This has to shift. So that's what they've been doing. And as these new financials and governmental systems come in, it will then be another shot in the arm, so to speak, to bring this all to a close. And as the masters know, the process is to get it to a certain level and then their supervision will be allowed to be more open and then they can safely with the mentors work to bring this whole differential to, uh, to an end. We have to all get on the same version of the page that is part of, their, of our own wherewith as of how we operate and to change the process so that we can talk to one another without causing arguments or anything. That's why we have to get on the same page. So Sheldon, question. Um, you talk a lot about the ship's landing. The, the, the information that I've gotten resoundingly over the course of uh, the last year in particular, if not couple, is they will not be landing. They will actually, uh, people will be going to the ships. And I kept asking why that was. And I was told over and over again that um, no matter how high the frequency, this is such a statistic, 
is such a distorted reality and it's still so dense compared to those that are on the ship that uh, they really, according to what I've been told, the technologies, et cetera, are just not necessary for they to land here, but for us to go there. I wanted mm -hmm. to know what, what you're hearing. I'm still hearing about the landing. So, okay. And, and I mean, what, tell me the reason for that. You know, what are they telling you why they would need to come here? The planet needs to, the whole planet, the surface area of the planet needs to completely shift. So they need us to go inside the earth while they shift the entire outside. Hmm. We have to understand the need. And of course our geologists and our physicists don't really understand what's going on. They see strange things happening with the weather. They see strange things happening with the entire process of how these tectonic plates are acting. They're predicting all kinds of strange and crazy things because they don't understand the process, which is natural. I mean, if you saw all the stuff going on and you were a geologist inside the planet, as they call it, because they don't understand that the earth is really hollow. They're just looking at the outer shell, which is pretty wide. It's 400 miles. That's pretty wide. Uh, and they see everything going on and they're worried about a, the um, 10 major super volcanoes on the planet uh, suddenly erupting at some time. They're afraid of the fact that the faults in California are active. They're afraid of the fact that no major earthquake has happened in Alaska and, and Washington State and British Columbia since the 60s and 70s and the early 80s. Mm -hmm. So they are all worried about and that everything is acting too long without a major thing happening and so they are predicting all kinds of stuff that if you were to listen to it could probably give you about a month of bad nightmares every night sure sure but, but what we have to understand is what it is is just the planet shifting we're changing from a bipolar very low density reality to a monopolar high density high consciousness reality that shift means that the at the core is staying where it's supposed to be. The the inner earth world is not being adjusted. The outer world is adjusted. And you, the, therefore, they have to take people off planet, either in earth or out or off. It's the only way you can save humanity in the long run. There are people who don't fully understand these changes that are predicting because of what is happening with the... Uh, ecology on this planet, predicting that the Earth maybe has only another 100 to 200 years to live. This is, once again, the science that Descartes started a few hundred years ago that only talks about physical reality and does not talk about multidimensional uh, realities, most of which are spiritual and non-physical. And they cannot understand that. Luckily, there are whole groups of scientists they're working hard to get a paradigm shift. Some have gone so deep into this new paradigm shift that they are relating it to people and they are understanding and trying to give other scientists talks about advanced quantum mechanics and what all this means. And this is what, uh, when I see the realities happening and I, I get messages, I understand scientifically the amount of advanced chaos that is going on in science right now. Mm -hmm. They don't fully understand what's going on because it's, the reality is so crazy. If you're a biologist, 
and your specialty is ecology, you are seeing the largest die-off of species since the late Permian. You're seeing it. You're also writing articles that the basis of life on this planet, which is its diversity, is coming close to ending. And therefore, you're starting to look at this planet via the surface, because their geology says the Earth's interior is solid, which it isn't. They come up to the conclusion, therefore, that this planet is reaching a turning point. And every science now is talking about these turning points. But the traditional concept of looking at these turning points is the Descartian one, which would indicate a massive die-off of all species, the end of diversity on this planet, which then means that this planet's life system is heading toward extinction. Yes. And so if you talk to biologists or experts in weather, et cetera, they are seeing a massive shift in everything. There is indeed a climate change going on, but that is related to the ascension process. And they don't fully understand it. So anyone who, who spends their whole day reading the ice cores they take from, from deep inside the various parts of the Earth, mainly from Antarctica and the Arctic, totally understand there is a massive change going on. There's also people who look and study the magnetic field of this planet, and they see this shift occurring. The northern pole is heading southward. The south pole is heading inward. Uh, they started talking about this with Antarctica, but once a lot of geologists started talking about this, they suddenly put a kibosh on, especially the American government, because they do not want people to understand that the magnetics are shifting, etc. The tectonic plates are acting very unusual. That's why we had another big earthquake uh, in New Zealand. The whole process is this massive shift. The plates have to lock and expand. That means that the magnetics on this planet have to shift. That is happening. And it's such a massive change. It's gotten so badly that scientists who studied the borealis in the north, the aurora borealis, are starting to see that the reason why the aurora borealis, aurora borealis acts is not because of some outside force, some cosmic energy heading in, but that it's something inside the planet. And of course, when they started saying this, the traditionalists at any conference started making them look like they were crazy, but they aren't crazy. They have caught on to what's really happening. The, the inner sun is getting brighter, which means that it is allowing the aurora borealis and the aurora australis in the south to shift, and they're heading farther south and farther north. And that is indeed the truth. But it means that the magnetic fields of this planet are changing. It also means that their concept of what the Earth is is starting to change. People are starting to accept more and more in geology the so-called hollow Earth theory. But we have to remember that the whole concept of tectonic plates began as a bunch of people saying they're nuts. And then after 60 years of constant use in the classroom of explaining this, they got enough scientists, they shifted it. Now everybody knows about plate tectonics. Mm -hmm. The same thing is happening right now in geology with the whole concept of inner earth. But that took 60 years to get the other one started. We don't have 60 years. We have to do it very quickly. So most geologists traditionally trained see the whole process as crazy. They don't fully understand what is happening. The people who understand advanced quantum mechanics, when they talk to the average physicist who is doing research on subatomic particles, 
they don't fully understand that there are quantum levels in each shell of this atom, and that's how the atom itself relates to what they call uh, dark matter. Dark matter is not really dark. It is extremely bright, but we can't see it because it's at a higher frequency than our eyes, and our mind can, can actually be able to image it. So to us, it's dark. Dark holes, as physics has proven, is simply energy coming in from above. It's dark. Energy coming in from below is white. So we see dark energy flowing through these dark holes, and people get scared. Yes, it does attract matter because it's reversing it. The dark that we can't see is actually replacing the energy that we can see. So the entire reality of giant galaxies that make up the universe are shifting. And of course, geology and above all, cosmology cannot take that process and add it to their science. They're fighting it. That's why there's a tremendous revolution going on in science, and it has led to the death of a lot of people. Yeah, that's for sure. And, you know, I was just thinking that one of the core problems when we have these kinds of discussions is that many of us that are, you know, have our connection, we have the truth, but everyone sees it in a different way. And the, mm -hmm. main, the main issue always seems to be where are we? Where is our new home? And when we talk about things like, you know, when you're saying um, we're going to go to inner earth, people are literally seeing us like, you know, inside this little uh, outer shelled, you know, dilapidated earth as we know it now. And I remember Anna Hayes uh, many moons ago wrote about how the inner earth was actually at about a half of a level higher in dimensionality than we actually are. Right. That, that was at that time. So it's really hard for people to wrap their brains around it because when you go, when you're saying inner earth, you're not literally talking about going inside the, the actual inner earth of this particular reality, right? Well, this reality. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, how do we explain this, you know? It's hard. It's hard because the uh, Garthans are actually fully conscious beings. They, they live at a higher frequency level than we could imagine. They have the ability when they want to go into the surface world to lower their frequency so they are able to appear like being regular quote-unquote humans. But the whole process is we have to understand what this is. If you were to look at a Gartha, you'd actually see it's bigger than the outer part of our planet. That's why the planet has to expand to include everything. It's going to be a much bigger planet. The process of how this expands and this locking of the tectonic plates, the changing of our atmosphere and everything, to most people, this sounds like a crazy science fiction novel, but it's not. It's the reality. And if we could understand that the dark matter and the so-called vacuum of space is not a real vacuum, the problem is this. We have a fear. And as long as you have a massive fear and you don't have the ability to counter it, when you go into outer space, you see it as a deadly vacuum that if I do anything, I'll die. 
-hmm. And so you will experience bodily functions if something like that happens that are equivalent to what everybody says the way a vacuum should act. And this is one of the problems. And of course, NASA, when they did the moon missions, made sure that any picture of the sun, of the sun, the earth, and the moon together was always set up. They never showed what the real picture from earth, from the moon was. They always put a black space around it. Mm-hmm. So it looked like the moon was surrounded by space. And this is one of the problems is that we have governments right now that are following what science says and are, are attempting to maintain the myth. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the problems that's going to happen on this planet is when the, all the myths about space and all the myths about consciousness go away, all the stuff that we've had, the fears are going to be faced and they're going to be conquered. But the fears are so great that people can't imagine a post no fear world. And this is one of the major, major problems that our planet is going through. And now, in other words, the people on this planet is they, one of the things that has caused the rise of old religions becoming so important in, the, in, my, in our country and the world is that people are searching because they realize a lot of the stuff that they are said to use Trump's thing is false news. Mm-hmm. And definitely. And this is something that is hard because the religious groups want to maintain their myths to prove the other myths. And so this is why uh, we need to change the entire planet. And that's why the, it's, the more you go over it, you can see the massiveness of what all these changes implore, what they apply, what they imply to each and every one of us. Well, I had the privilege of growing up on motherships. And so I realized that their world is so different than ours and that all these fears are ridiculous. And of course, when astronauts finally get a chance to really say what happened, they will be able to do this. For instance, Apollo 13, that's one of the, that's one of the fundamental myths of NASA. <laughs> yeah. Total myth. If people knew that they were carrying plutonium to the moon uh, to, for not nice things and that they were being followed and watched by ships, uh, they didn't know what to do, so they had to invent something up. I mean, that is the greatest, that is the greatest myth story I've ever seen. Well, think about it. They, they spend the majority of their time creating myths to cover themselves. They have to, yeah. Yeah, they have to in order to keep the play going. And right. I, I think the other thing that's really crucial for people to understand, too, is like when you're talking about change, and you're saying, wow, look at that out there. Wow, look at the sun, the corona, you know, the CMEs going off. Or look at the right. moon and the fact that it's in a different position every single night now. And look at right. the fact that people are seeing two suns at the same time in the same picture. And look at, you know, all of these things we're looking at. But all of this stuff, all of these changes are what's also going on within us. Right. We are a macrocosm of those changes. And... The, the sooner we understand that reality, for example, you were talking about species dying off, you know, that's merely that particular species going, hey, guess what? I'm out of this vibrational zone. I'm moving on to the next one. Right, right. I mean, you know, you know what I mean? So it, it's, a, it's an easier way for us. I mean, this is 
we're kind of at the bottom of the heap here, right. uh, seeing some of the nastiest stuff going on. <laughs> right, right. And of course, of course, the biologists who study animals and ecology are watching all of this stuff, and they are seeing thousands of species supposedly going extinct every week, and they are they are talking to one another on their secret computer networks and asking themselves, what is going on here? And they are also hearing from those that have the alternative who are explaining that consciousness on this planet is expanding. Certain creatures are going away because they are no longer meant to be a part of this reality. And they see the, how our reality is shrinking. And of course, those who have spent their entire life working all the way through PhDs and postdocs and being mentored by important scientists, quote unquote, of their of their field, uh, now look out. They're starting to quote unquote make it, and they do not wish to change it because yeah. they like it now. Then they say, "Hey, we went through hell. You got to go through hell too, and we're gonna we're not gonna let you change." And that's what they're doing. It's so true. You know, I I just came up with some information the other day. It was pretty mind blowing. And I, I thought I would br run it by you. Sure. Um, and it's about the North Pole. And as you know, you know, they're constantly blocking the photography of the North Pole. They even, mm -hmm. they even prevent us from flying over the no North Pole as well. And it turns out that there have been some stories surfacing uh, from the 1800s. Uh, apparently a gentleman in particular who was imprisoned a couple of times and he swears this is the true information. And it has to do with the fact that, and you know, this is just one of many stories, but it has to do with the fact that when he came into the field, into the range of North Pole, he saw four different continents. Mm -hmm. And there's like maps and there's stories all about it and how it was like uh, fresh water and it was drinkable. Mm -hmm. And it, some of the continents actually housed giants. I was just curious if you've uh, run, you know, looked into that or if you've received any information on that. I haven't, but I know giants were real and they're probably still giants in, in inner earth as well. Good. I, I was, I was wondering now, what is your, what's your take on, oops, sorry. What is your take on the, uh, connection with the very beginning of this so-called reality matrix. Uh, where do you think it all started? Do you think it started in Ireland, like many people say? I don't know if it started in Ireland, but it, it started actually toward the end of Atlantis when people had to leave because it was going away. And the reality was that the Anunnaki came and just completely manipulated everything and created what we believe and what we don't believe. And that's what we have here today. Hmm. And it's not just going to work the way they always thought. It's, it is shifting. I mean, it's massive and shift, massive shifting going on right now. It is. It's like you can't even keep up with the changes, especially within your own body and the realizations that you wake up with every day. I mean, there are some days, I'm sure you can relate to this, you know, you're just, you're having such a hard time even waking up because you're still up on the ship. <laughs> <laughs> I know you probably experience that a lot. Yeah. But uh, now going back to Agartha. Okay. Um, you know, a couple of questions for you there. So 
I know that there has been a tremendous amount of conflict in inner earth. And I mean like the real inner earth, the 3d, this reality inner earth, not the one you're talking about. Uh, you know, what is your take on that? Because there has been a phenomenally massive force of, uh, you know, the white military, as I call them going in and clearing out a lot of the caverns, et cetera. So where do you feel we're sitting in that arena right now? Okay. What has happened is, you know, the Federation established a base in inner earth and they're working with the Agarthans and the problem of the, the caverns exist. They're that part of that 400 mile group of, what we call it, uh, shell or whatever, the outer shell, the outer shell of the earth extends through the crust as the geologists like to call it. And it goes beyond the Mohavitic discontinuity that they know. And there's not a mantle there. There's the final end of that shell. And then there's the inner earth. And of course, gravity shifts when it gets to inner earth. So the people there are in normal gravity and they, they look at it. And once again, geology does not fully understand what's happening. Mm -hmm. And they don't fully understand the fully conscious part of Agartha. They, they are so busily involved in the whole process of trying to create this myth or maintaining the myth that anything that contradicts it, they will not accept. And so when scientists talk about these discontinuities with uh, the mass of gravity on our planet, they talk about these uh, massive uh, things that are happening. Uh, so, so they don't understand what gravity is. Uh, I mean, Einstein did not really explain the whole thing. He gave a lot of, uh, which I agree more with Tesla's concept, uh, he gave some mythologies. Mm -hmm. Because his mathematics was based upon the truth of what Newton said, which yes. is not really that true. Exactly. But the whole process is that we really have to start seeing that the universe is a series of spiritual consciousness levels. And as you understand how, this, how these levels understand and operate, it changes the whole concept of how you view the universe. I know ever since... I started, I might call it the uh, post-high school part of my reality, when I wasn't going up to the ships every day like I did before, because I had the, I, had, I basically accepted the myth of science, which was, I see now today in my life, that was stupid, but that's all that limited conscious humanity can do is fumble around and come up with concepts. <laughs> so... So I discovered that that whole fumbling around thing and everything I did afterwards was not real and that a lot of what is happening on this planet at that time was just the attempts by the Anunnaki and their minions to create a reality that is now about to go away. And as you realize that, you then see that what, what you, we, we had, and actually what I had, and I've talked with people that have not only uh, been here, but have been in the ships to other, other star systems. It shows you that the whole reality that we have here is magnificently different than anything we could imagine. And that it's really more beautiful. Mm. 
I mean, when you see the Earth from space and you get to really see it and see all the colorations in the atmosphere and everything, it is the most gorgeous. It's like a gorgeous, dynamic uh, piece of art. It's amazing. The, the, this, well, Sheldon, this thing is, which Earth are you seeing? You know what I mean? Because I really, I, tr I truly, truly believe and know in my heart that this reality, this earth reality as we know it is coming to an end. It's this, totally coming to this, an end. This is a distorted, uh, destroyed, destructed, unfortunately, uh, earth plane. Mm -hmm. And I would almost want venture to describe us as, you know, like you've seen a computer tower, you know, yeah. it's like a tower with a like, several different racks mm -hmm. several different circuit boards it's almost like you know we're at the bottom of that tower mm -hmm. <laughs> on that rack you know and there's other realities in different racks you know it's kind of right i right. kind of see it that way and I, I mean i'm trying to explain to people so they get it it's very difficult for a lot of people to understand now my other feeling is this and i just i really wanted to address this with you and that is what is your philosophy and your feeling about the actual ascending to uh higher frequencies and dimensions other than just the fifth dimension it goes all the way up i mean if yes. people would understand the amount of non-physical beings that exist in the higher levels they would and one of the amazing things that I saw a couple of decades ago was there were non-physical beings that were actually lowering the vibrational pattern so they could come closer to earth so they could help us through this process. It's not just physical beings that are doing this for us or angels. It's in between. It's yes. the massive amount of non-physical ores. I like to call them non-corporal beings, or they don't really have a physical body. Everything has been totally changed into spiritual energies. I can't agree with you. If people only had a, just, a, a, just a small inkling of how many different beings and, and species have come forth mm -hmm. to get this job done, it would blow them away. It would, it would, it would. It, it, it's like you literally want to fall to your knees and go, Oh my God, I'm so grateful. Thank you. Right. <laughs> because we really needed the help to be we able did. to get out of this imprisoned, you know, mind matrix. We really needed the help. We need so, the help. Yeah, absolutely. So now back to Antarctica, you brought that up and I'm sure you've listened to some of David Wilcox's information about the giants that have been discovered in the military. There's an awful lot of secrecy going on down there. What is your perception on them? Well, a lot of that is not, they're trying to make it into more than it is. Yes, okay. And so I see a lot of exaggeration in it. And so I don't believe a lot of it. So tell me what you believe. I want to hear what, I've been wanting to ask you about this for a while. I was even going to call you to ask you. The important part that we have to deeply understand is that life exists on many universal levels of consciousness and that there are places where these things tie themselves together and actually help one another. Now with Antarctica, the Garthans realize that there are energy fields from 
from Earth's the surface area that have that are in need of help, and there are a lot of non-corporal beings that are assisting. The problem with the American military or any military is that it sees everything as enemy, threat versus friendly. They don't have an in-between. Everything that exists there is in an in-between, and so they can't fully understand it. Interesting. So. Yes, the world is shifting. For instance, I was explaining to you, we're changing from a bipolar or dipolar, whatever you want to call it, and a monopolar reality. That shifts everything on the surface of this planet from how it looks, and it changes the energies of how it looks. Because basically, we are a magnetic species. The, the planet and the living planet and the living energies that create stars and everything else are gravitational because Einstein did not fully explain what gravity is. When we get things like the Hutchinson effect in physics, where they, they think he's crazy because he can actually make things float, is that when you understand mass versus gravity, you understand the relationship of mass to the gravity is not physical. It's a dimensional electric effect. And that switches into gravity, and they don't understand what it is. The galactics understand it, and that's why they have beam ships, because they know ultimately when you reach the highest pure level of gravity, it becomes light. When it becomes light, it is capable of doing things that, according to our physics, are impossible. To them, it's not impossible. It's considered as normal as seeing the green light and walking across the street. They don't see the problem. Physics is so much wanting to create a difficult situation so they can write their advanced stupid mathematical equations. Yes. That is the problem with, with physics. It has to be able to say what it wants and to talk it out like a novel. Because ultimately, science should be this wonderful, magnificent novel that leads to this magnificent set of art. Mm, that's beautifully said, and and I I want to add on to that, in the in the interaction that you have with galactics and guidance from the extraterrestrial community, you'll notice that they are very much into simplicity, mm -hmm. and and uh, ease. You know, right. when it's an ease and grace and simplicity, it does not have to be difficult, right. and it does not have to go on and on for you to get something done. Which is, you know, and that and that's like leftovers from the reality that we've been imprisoned in, where everything has to be such drudgery, right? Right. So true. I mean, their science is based upon simplicity. They people who've come the closest to seeing this are people that are working on radionics, and they don't know the concept of radionics properly because they think it has to be more difficult. It doesn't. No energy fields operate. That is, you increase the energy to certain critical frequencies, things happen. And if you understand the nature of how that's happening, you can create devices that take advantage of it and create all kinds of miracle stuff. And what happened is uh, uh, Clark, the scientist and science fiction writer, said it's very simply. As you get higher and higher in the levels of technology or just consciousness to the people below more primitive everything seems like magic 
Mm. And we have to realize that ultimately physics in its finest, fullest form would to a, an average person on this planet seem like magic. You know, they, ha they use optical illusions for this, but in real magic, it happens. Things disappear and reappear. Things change shape. They get bigger or smaller. Things that you want, like water flowing upward, is considered normal. It's mm -hmm. not tough. And when you understand that there are no rules as you know them, you get that. Some scientists have understood that and invented a concept to try to get around it. They simply call it a pre-physics, that things operate differently than what we know because they're operating in a pre-physics. Pre I say to that, baloney. <laughs> and when, when they understand that pre-physics is everything and that their physics is a very uh, messed up, uh, mutated, mangled concept of what we're talking about, then it flows easily. We have to remember, people have learned with using energy, the key to using energy is if you're doing it properly, everything flows. <laughs> That's the natural state of reality. It flows. That is something that uh, Washta taught me when I was a young kid. You use your consciousness to create a flow around you. If the flow exists properly and it maintains, it's right. Because everything in this universe is meant to be as simple and as flowing as possible. And, there are, and this first, the first rule is there are no rules. The second one is if you think there should be rules, you're wrong. <laughs> I love and then it. the third part is if you deeply believe that somehow there's something happening that will lead to a disaster, you're totally wrong. <laughs> That's exactly. That's just so how they speak to you, isn't it? It's so yeah. true. And you made a you made a very interesting comment. Um, I was I was basically given very specific information that in this uh, huge massive amount of sectors and this reality that we've been in, uh, they talked to me a great deal about how the magnetism was what really set this apart from other realities outside this contained space mm -hmm. that they were electric rather than electromagnetic right and that that was what really caused a lot of the issues to begin with right as a matter of fact there's a whole group of science out of astrophysics that simply calls this the electroholographic universe and they look at everything and you can see how this is an electric universe exactly I mean, that's one of the things that I've been talking about for a while. And I, when I discovered that this was happening, I was very happy. When I went to England about 20 years ago, I met two physicists from Cambridge who were basically talking about how the basis of the universe should be looked upon as electric. And why is it that this space energy, which we can't see because it's at a higher frequency, acts initially as a paraelectricity? Other words, it acts just like electricity, but guess what? When you properly touch it, it doesn't cause a shock. Mm -hmm. And if you look at all of that, you start to see that the world that we came up with, or at least our elders came up with, and that we have swallowed as reality, and thus we believe in a certain way, is wrong. Mm -hmm. And when you begin to understand how this part paraelectric world operates and how it leads to the electric holographic universe, you begin to see that there's a whole opposite theory of how this world operates.
and you begin to see deeply inside that 98% of all the stuff that you have spent hours doing homework on and learning about was irrelevant. Yes. <laughs> and that's like so prominent now. Just about right. everything we've read, everything that we've really locked our teeth into, it still ultimately has a lot of distortion. Because exactly. we're in a distorted reality, definitely. I was right. going to ask you, uh, what is your take on... I just remember a blog post going up on Galactic Connection regarding um, a major river had reverse direction. Mm -hmm. Did you see that? That just happened. Well, I didn't. I didn't see that, but I've heard of stuff like that for a long time. And how would you describe that? Like, how would you explain why that's happening? That's happening because the magnetics in this world is adjusting itself more to the natural law of magnetics than what we came up with. In other words, the collective can no longer that's based on the old ways, can no longer maintain its control over all of this. And that's just another sign of, of many things that are happening. Hmm. And as you begin to, if you just spend a day just collecting the anomalies, you would get stuff that would probably overwhelm the full capacity of any computer because the stuff that happens all the time is proof that this reality does not operate the way everybody says it does and never really has. It's just people who've come up with certain things that look great and they don't understand it. God, that's so, so true. I mean, when, I was a, when I was a kid, actually when I was a young man, uh, one of the things that I did was I got, I got a pliers and I was going to cut this electrical line. It was really thick. And everybody said, you're going to electrocute yourself. No, I did it. Guess what? You didn't electrocute. It was a big enough field. I didn't electrocute myself. Mm. Matter of fact, I told them it, it felt like this wonderful energy going through me. I didn't, have, <laughs> I didn't have anything else on it. If you have no fear and you don't believe, or else you're ignorant of everything, you'll, do, you'll believe this so much that the effect that they, the fear came up with will happen. If you don't, it won't happen. That is a really good point, too, because, you know, the more aware we become and the more uh informed we become the potentiality of a danger zone if you lock into that information and you own it to be your own right if you completely believe in something down to your core True. the effect of that is the opposite of what everybody else believes you'll get what you wanted not what they all said was supposed to happen to you yes when i told it to another person who was an electrician he just looked at me startled and in shock that I wasn't dead. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, you know, I want to honor the fact that I know we're only supposed to be uh, talking for an hour today and we're coming up to the top of the hour, but I wanted to end this with a question on how do you see where this all began as far as the quantum entanglement of the dark with the light? Like, you know, where, where do you see the artificial intelligence started and the entanglement of those, those that were illumined fell into this darkness? There has been a group that was sent out originally by heaven, which was a dark group. In the case of our galaxy, when the galaxy was first beginning, there was a intelligence. And I, was, I learned that this was called the, uh, the Anchara Continuum. 
and that this group created all the darkness in our galaxy and that this group was now shifting and indeed the majority now of the entire continuum has shifted from dark to light we are now about to have a fully light with earth shifts a fully light galaxy existing on endless amounts of levels of i call it i really don't call it dimension so much i call it consciousness and that this consciousness good point is going to shift everything and that is what is happening right now that's why everything on this planet seems strange and odd to those who have been studying the, all the stuff that they had to go through in order to get all these fancy degrees that they have and so they have learned certain concepts they have had it ingrained in them through tests and people who have had to do tests to get degrees they have had these orals and so they have become completely in, in vivified with the fact that this is a reality and so what they want more than for anybody to know and for anybody to understand is that indeed everything is is shifting and mm -hmm. this is something that is the basis of what all the galactics are about this is what i've been talking about since i began doing this in the 90s is is allowing people to understand this uh, the amazingness of this and that's why since i'm finally going to get to write my book on consciousness I'm finally going to be able to explain a lot of this stuff at, more at length and allow people to read it and see it, envision it, and, uh, and go on from there. And that's what I want. That's basically one of the things when I get to finally uh, go to the next step is to, uh, that's what I want to work on, is open up the whole concept of what consciousness is and have people understand it and learn to accept what this higher consciousness level does in the the massive amount of, how what shall we call it, uh, uh, intelligence that you will then encounter. Yes, yes. And, and uh, another quickie, you know, how, how many times have you heard somebody say, well, isn't it true that, you know, the, the light, apparently, if you're over on the other side, you know, you just get so bored out of your mind that you, you decide you want to jump into this, this you know game and i say absolutely not and i'd like right. to hear what you thought on that right and people when i've always talked about full consciousness people have always said that must be the most boring place in the it's not it's the most exciting place <laughs> and you have a lot to do and you have a ton you know, to do and you don't have the resistance and right. the constant battle of getting right. things done Right, they're all they're all into being groups that work together to, to support each other. It's a whole different reality. Understand the connection of one aspect of life to the other, and their job is to work toward creating this all. That's what fluid mechanics was all about. Mm, I love it. And and okay. what, what about the other statement? You can't have light without the darkness. Yeah. That is a falsity. Yes, it is. I'd like you to say something about that before I let you go. Light is most importantly a singularity that includes everything. It's the, that's why we talk about when we get into our conscious, we talk about the one great creator. The one great creator is the great light. And uh, when you get into the Syrian, you understand this whole thing about heaven. They call heaven... Jata, which means simply 
the beginning, the aspect, all of it, that is jaw. And what is that? What is jaw? It is joy. Mm. So basically, everything is about joy. Now, how can being in a world full of joy be boring? No, there's no way. Right. I got to tell you, Sheldon, I keep hearing they're up there having a great time at the oxygen bars. <laughs> I mean, I see, I see pictures of Ashtar, you know, when he, his hair's like sticking out of his head. It's just so funny. Mm-hmm. But, well, thank you so much. I know we're over the uh, one hour mark. So thank you again for coming on and uh, all that you do. I know it's been a long road for you and uh, yeah. we're finally able to really see it's not just about a bright horizon. We're really beginning to feel it, see mm-hmm. it it's starting to uh, really take place within our bodies and our, and our, and our lives. Right. You know, right. as I tell people, if you're having a ton of drama and a ton of stuff just falling apart, it's probably one of the biggest purifications that you're going through. Exactly. You're absolutely right. It's all in preparation. So Right, right it is. Now, did you want to say anything about your next uh, uh, talk or seminar or conference before I let you go? No, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> you're so sweet. Okay. Well, well, actually, I don't really want to have one. I have my funds and doing other things. (laughs) That's hilarious. Well, everybody, please check out Sheldon's website. It's at www.paoweb.com. And you can always check out his uh, messages. They come out once a week. What what day do they come out, Sheldon? Uh, Tuesdays. Tuesdays. Okay, cool. Same as my radio show days. So uh, thank you for listening and thank you for supporting both paoweb.com and galacticconnection.com. We both work very, very hard to support the planet and its people and beyond. So donations are always appreciated for both of us. Right, right, Sheldon? Yeah, I want to shortly be able to have the ultimate donation not to worry about it and actually get some money. Really looking forward to not being in a place of survival anymore. It'll be awesome. Yes, let's go beyond survival into uh, joy. As to let the thing in the, that Saint Germain put into the Constitution happen, which is the last part, which is of course the pursuit of happiness. That's what we need to do. Absolutely. And um, again, I'm going to be um, putting a quick video up just for all the people that visit Galactic Connection, please check out these two new lines. They were literally designed with me and Creator. They were designed for this hour. One of them is a very special Egyptian sacred oils line uh, that is really assisting us in getting rid of as much of our programming, as much purification as is needed, and as much uh, angst and anxiety is needed so we can really be as light as we possibly can, getting ready for what's in our very near future. And I also have another line that's called free yourself from quantum entanglement. And that's an essence line. They're just both Mm. super powerful. I'm very excited about them, Sheldon. Okay. Anyway. So, Hey, lots of love to you and Colleen. And um, if you're coming down this way, please let me know. Oh, I definitely will. We're working on, if certain things happen in the very near future, you might get a surprise. We might be that we're actually finally making it to San Diego area. 
<laughs> you, I know we've been talking about it for a couple of years now. Oh, this has been my dream forever. <laughs> <laughs> well, stay tuned, everyone. Uh, just remember what Sheldon and I said. Watch your thoughts. And right. Don't get pulled into this drama on the internet. It's, it is our responsibility to be more of a galactic human now, recognizing right. the tediousness and the pettiness and just pulling away from it. It's not serving you and it's right. not serving me all. So remember that. And from my heart to yours, lots of love. And same to you, Sheldon, you're, you're such a sweetheart. Much, much love to you. And as uh, the Syrians say, Salamacha, be uh, enjoyed. Salama Ja, I love that. Okay, stay, take care, everyone. Lots of love. Lots of love, too. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Alexandra Metters of GalacticConnection.com. And today, I am going to do something very unique that I have never done before. I am putting together some information regarding two new lines that I have put together. They were very specifically created with Creator. And I was asked... To, to do this. I was asked to get this out now because there is not much time left for us to prepare our bodies, our structures, our fields for the big leaps that we are all going to be taking. Depending on where you're going, and this is not a competition, remember that, everyone will go where they belong. But in so doing that, we all need support. And as you know, I am an alchemist, and I have been very, very gifted with a very, uh, let's just say, a lot of tools in my toolbox. So I'm very, very excited today to announce two new product lines, very specifically created for this time frame. And it's to get all of us prepared and lighten the load as much as possible. One thing I do want to say that this has nothing to do with how enlightened you truly are. I don't care who you are and how much work you've done. This will definitely, definitely assist you. So I'm going to start out with my new Egyptian sacred alchemical line. And that's basically what I'm calling it. I was able to attain some very, very special sacred oils from Egypt. They were brought back to me on a plane and it was from a gentleman who, oh, he's been involved with energy work and aromatherapy for a very long time and actually comes from a history of five generations working with these sacred oils. Just the oils themselves are heavenly, absolutely heavenly. Now, what I want to say is I created 10 of them. They came flowing in from Creator's Assistance. They're very, very powerful, and they work super well together. Now, if it's not in your budget and you just want to buy one, that's fine. But keep in mind that if you can, maybe possibly buy one at a time if your budget's very strict, that would be a consideration. But I am putting together one of the most phenomenal deals that I have ever offered on the Galactic Web Connection website. So just bear with me because I'd like to talk to you a little bit about what they do and what they're designed to do. Okay. So the first one out of the 10 is called Deprogramming Your Body. As you can see, it's in a nice, pretty green bottle. Uh, I do want to say that you may get green or purple. 
and you may get different tops than gold, just so you know. Now, the deprogramming the body, and I'm going to go ahead and read this because there's so much information I can't possibly remember all of it. So bear with me. Uh, let me see. I have the wrong piece of paper, sorry. Way to go, right? Anyway, deprogramming the body is uh, basically programming it for the most significant issues to remove in order to free us for our ascension. This will assist easing the way for uh, removing matrix patterns, and it also includes the scent of gardenia. So what I've been finding out is that even though the, the matrix has collapsed, the actual programming of the body's fields itself has not. And this requires our conscious um, motivation to clean this up as much as we can. So that's what the first one is, okay? The second one is called assimilation of codes. In the pretty pr purple bottle, I love it. You know me, I'm totally into the color purple. And assimilation of codes, it says it's crucial that our bodies accept and receive all the planetary work that's being done for every one of us freely by creator every single minute of the day. This aids in that process. It has the scent of acacia amongst many other oils. Again, these things are heavenly. Now, remember too that as I'm reading these off to you, they include my alchemy as well. So it's not just the alchemy from the oils, it's also the alchemy and the encodements and the frequencies that I have put into them as well. The third one is boost your energy. Okay, hopefully you can read that. And boost your energy. It says, due to the overwhelming bombardment of new light codes and universal frequencies, our bodies need support to stay up with this ascension process. This includes oils such as papyrus, royal amber, amongst others. And we are really hitting it hard. I mean, most of us are working enormous amount of hours when we're sleeping we're working we're up on the ship we're doing all kinds of mission work and cleanup work etc and then when we're in this reality we're just really doing a lot of work because we're receiving so much so many encodements etc and we're processing so much new information because of those codes that we're not even consciously aware of so it's really taking its toll on the body and causing many of us to go through a lot of exhaustion. So this is really going to help with that. The next one, I hear this from so many of my clients. It's just across the board. I felt so compelled to do this with Creator. It's called Disconnect from World Pain. Okay? And this, it's many are struggling with the sudden realizations and constant encounter of world distortion upon their fields and minds and body. This was created to ease our genuine desire to assist the ailing world and all of those who are suffering with concise boundaries and healthy independence. This oil includes papyrus, royal amber, and with scents of lily of the valley, amongst others. Now, a lot of us feel that we're supposed to take on 
the pain of the world. But that could not be any further from the truth. And it's difficult for those that are very sensitive, typical starseed uh, situation where we feel so much of what's around us. We're very clairsentient. So this will really help you kind of ease that and tone it down. doesn't mean that you're not, you know, uh, paying attention to what's going on around you. It's just to ease so you're not taking ownership with the collective that's surfacing right now. Okay, and then the fifth one is relaxing sleep. Now, I've been getting this request over and over from clients. This is a real problem right now. We're having very difficult times having full sleep cycles. It says another side effect in becoming unplugged from this matrix is erratic sleep patterns. An increase in mind control programs aimed during our sleep time hours has taken its toll on many of us as well. This assists in relaxation and aids you in releasing density that keeps you bogged down. This includes sacred oils such as spikenard and a scent of orange blossom amongst others. Now keep in mind that during the sleep cycles, we are doing a ton of work on ourselves, releasing as much as we can. But the thing is, when we're having such difficulty sleeping and getting into an REM state, it really deprives us. So this is to assist us with that issue that's come up so often. Now the next one is removing stress. Now this one kind of speaks for itself, but this oil is very important for the upheaval that's going on on this planet. It says change of this magnitude is stressing us out big time. And as we continue to shift every aspect of our being into new horizons, this formula supports integration of new realizations, thoughts, ideas, and more. This oil includes heliotrope and royal amber with a scent of lilac amongst others. So that's pretty self-explanatory. I mean, it's very stressful because we're going through so much change. It kind of never stops. And we've, we're not accustomed to this. We've never gone through this in the physical body. Okay, so the next one is one of my faves. Focus on your homecoming. Okay. And this it, it says it's very easy to get distracted with the plethora of information bombarding us now. This formula helps you focus your field on what is waiting for you on the other side. It includes scents of gardenia, attar of rose, and jasmine, amongst so many others. This is a very full, packed oil and very special with a lot of alchemical codes as well. Okay, the next one is peace and tranquility. Okay. And... This is a concoction that brings forth stillness and peace. Great for meditation and ceremony work as well. It includes sacred oils such as lotus with a scent of orange blossom amongst others. You'll just love these oils. They're just incredible. The next one is called grounding and focus. Okay. And I want to stress to you that this is not in the old conventional way of thinking of grounding. This is grounding to your actual own body and field, not to the earth. Again, I say uh, it's grounding to you because this is a time when we're really stepping into our independence and our mastery. 
and we are stepping away from all of the distortion, which as you know, so much of that has been playing out below our feet under the surface. So grounding and focus is a formula that supports better connection with creator as well as your guides and teachers, assists you in remaining in the here and the now and embracing life instead of avoiding it. It includes sacred oils such as Arabian Nights and Royal Amber, amongst others. Now, one thing I do want to stress is grounding. When you're not grounded, it's typically because it's an avoidance to be in this reality. Uh, it really gets down to just not wanting to deal with all the pain, the suffering, everything that we carry. So this is a great oil to help you with releasing that angst of not wanting to kind of face the shadow. Okay, and the last of the 10 is called Harmonizer. Sorry, it's kind of going all over the screen there. And this formula uplifts and brings in more joy and buoyancy. It is so important to remain steadfast and hold moments of bliss as much as possible. This also assists in holding the vibration you desire to ascend to. Include sacred oils such as lotus with a scent of orange blossom and a tar of rose, amongst others. So, if you're not as excited as me, well, I just don't know what to say. But this was so divinely uh, delivered. Uh, I, I have been told I am to release this at this time and to create a video so that you really fully understand what is the bigger picture behind all this. So we're getting everybody prepared. Now, that's the oils. That's one line. Now, the next line is called free yourself from quantum entanglement. Okay? Now, many of the prime creator messages that I've put out comes in this box here, this nifty purple box. I'm sure you're so surprised. And I talk about quantum entanglement a lot. Now, we just arriving here we have had to cope with the entanglement with darkness the illumined body has to cope with the entanglement of the dark and that has brought forth just a lot of uh not only destruction but also just pain deep deep soul pain and suffering and and, and much more now i know that a great deal of you are in the healing arts and working with your own clientele. And so when I was speaking with PC, I call it PC, anyway, when I was speaking with Creator, uh, I wanted to take that into account. I wanted to create something that was not only going to assist the practitioner and the healer, but also their clientele. So what I put together was the whole entire kit. Now this is eight, eight all chemical essences, and it will be including a vial necklace. I've had many people uh, write into me and just rave about how they feel when they're on it, but they keep forgetting to carry their bottles or, you know, they might accidentally leave them in the car and that kind of thing. So I thought, well, hey, this is a great idea. Why don't I uh, supply you with, it's just a very small glass vial. It's going to have like a little daisy on it and a little stopper. And you can wear it. We'll just be providing you just a really basic um, silver-plated uh, chain. It's going to be 24 inches long with the vial so that you can put whatever essence it is that you want to take for the day. Or you can mix these essences. 
That's the fun thing about the kit. So the kit's going to come with eight bottles, and they're just absolutely gorgeous. Okay, hopefully you can see that. And the one, the center slot's going to be where the necklace and the uh, vial will be, by the way. Okay. Now, I want to go over what this is doing. Now, these eight formulas are so packed. I mean, we're talking thousands of encodements in each one of these. And the first one is called Accessing Your Inner Authority. This remedy moves you through alienation, giving you impetus to take action, increase enthusiasm, and ultimately augment vitality that was depleted from birth trauma. It is highly supportive in facing your shadow side, deep soul pain, and hopelessness. So that's this one. Hopefully we can see it. Kind of hard, isn't it? Anyway. So that's the first one. The second one is called Loving Yourself Fully. Okay, it's this one. Hopefully. Sorry, it doesn't look like it's very clear, does it? This aligns your body with the love pulse of nature itself. It washes away patterns of self-punishment, guilt, and shame while removing soul memories of abuse. It restores soul force and integration with the entire body construct realigning distorted incarnations. It assists in stepping into your spiritual self fully, comprehending the birth death cycles and embracing maturity with dignity. Promotes more of an expanded heart centeredness, feeling of higher states of consciousness and the importance of the greater good of the whole versus the individual needs concept. So that's number two. You can see there's a lot in that. Okay. The third one, which is greatly needed, is recognizing your power. Okay? I don't know if you can see that, but anyway. And this is Remedy cover, coaxes you through opening yourself up to more social contact and intimacy with friends and loved ones. It allows you to release the need to be hard and defensive in order to feel safe and protected. It heals soul-shattering and the patterns of self-judgment, adversity, and disruption. It ignites a vital spark within once again. Now, I just received a message from this morning that says, we have no concept of the peace that we are moving into. It's just like the programming within all of us is so deep-seated that we cannot afford to stop working on releasing and assisting our bodies as much as we can with deprogramming. I cannot stress enough how important both of these lines are. Uh, let me see. The next one is finding your truth foundation. Now that's kind of something I always, it's kind of one of my coined phrases. Uh, there you go. And finding your truth foundation. It says this essence helps you with a tendency to avoid daily life, remaining ungrounded and unpresent. It heals uneasiness regarding fears of the future and the need to blot yourself out due to anxiety. Provides courage to be oneself instead of running away from who you, who you think you are or should be, and it increases connection with life itself. You know, there's no question that with the use of, especially heavy drug use, pharmaceuticals and that kind of thing, you know, if you step back, we all know that one of the main reasons that we've done this is we just could not cope with the pain and suffering of this reality. And this will assist us 
in releasing that need to kind of blot ourselves out so we just don't even exist at all. And that's essentially what some of the really heavy drug addiction is all about. Now, the next one is redefining. Let's see, where is it? Sorry about this. <laughs> um, I'm trying to find it. Anyway, redefining, redefining security. Okay. This remedy reconnects you to your spiritual destiny and your life purpose. It strengthens your soul force, transforming crisis into opportunities. It opens your awareness to connections that enrich your walk and foster your life purpose. It heals core childhood relationships by releasing undefined sadness that's stored within the soul. It enhances forgiveness of self and others. And boy, do we need a lot of that right now with the exposure and the realization of how deep this corruption has been and how actually blatant the dark team has been in desiring to take us out, literally, to just wipe us from all reality. It's very painful for us to really see all the realities that are coming out on the Internet and all the information, testimony, articles, uh, documentation. So we're getting bombarded, and as much as we think we're kind of dealing with it, there's so many levels of our soul that need some more support and cushion to get through this process. Okay, the next one is being open to change. Okay, number six. This clears negativity absorbed by those around you. Biggie here. Cleanses the heart of impure intentions, decreases overwhelm, hardening of the heart forces, and creative blocks. It helps you to become more aware and more comfortable with the other aspects of your being. And it opens you up to receive more joy in the moment. This is one of the most important things that I can stress is in order to be in an abrasive world, we have really done a lot of work on protection. But what's happened is it does close us off to other things, no matter how hard we try. So this was destined to assist us in really opening ourselves up to trust this new reality that's coming in, to trust all the beauty and love and joy and support that we are stepping into, that we are victorious, okay? And then number seven is being open to receive, okay? There's the other one. Now, the other one, the, the one before this, was being open to change. This is being open to receive. Surrendering the need to be dependent on others, finding the silver lining in the most difficult situation, unfreezing judgment, anger, resentment, and self-sabotage, increasing the fine-tuning of discernment skills, raising confidence and navigating through this game we call life, developing a solid conscience and increasing respect for yourself and others, Embracing gratitude with whatever life brings your way while healing violation. Acknowledging your worthiness and eradicating blockages. <clears throat> Installing warrior-like courage and coping with balance and facing adversity with better understanding. Man, we all, uh, that just goes without explanation, doesn't it? And last but not least is called letting go of programming. Okay. Now, you'll notice the other one is about deprogramming the body. This is called letting go of programming. They're working in different fields within your field, 
okay? Because you're so multidimensional, you have to remember that. In this one, it's interlocking with tenderness and love while breathing in cosmic light, feeling good about giving without the need to receive, open to share and serve others, letting go of the need to appear unaffected, tough, or impervious to pain, radiating strong sensitivity by standing in your truth and not in what you were taught to be. So there you go. Again, this is called free freeing yourself from quantum entanglement. And as you can see, this is a multitude of different programs that are all boxed up into one set. And I'm trying to make it as simple as possible. And uh, we have some dynamite specials. Uh, please check out the website. The uh, pages are going up very shortly. There you go. Once again, this is the box with the essences. This will be in a brandy uh, formula, just like Bach flowers and things like that that you purchase. So it'll be in more of that formula. You only need just one or two. You can actually work with your clients with these and create your own concoctions yourself. It's very, very powerful. And uh, stay tuned because there's more of this in, to come. I'm just so genuinely excited. And I don't think I've, I, I've never done this before. So I think you can see the true authentic intention on my part is just to ease the load. So please, once again, accept my gratitude. All those that have written in to me that I don't have the time to take pen to paper and write you back and the donations and the, just the assistance from volunteers it really does make a difference. It really does help because we have been carrying a pretty big load here on this end and every little bit helps. So please do not forget that we're all in this together and we're all going to go where we belong and it's time to start celebrating. It's time to start getting excited. And uh, if you're getting bogged down in certain areas, you can of course just buy one of these. That's okay too. But the kit really is important to go together. These are really important, the oils to go together. But I understand. I totally do. I am pricing it like unbelievably lower than I ever would before. That's how much I want to see everyone try this out. As always, I'm looking forward to all your testimonials. And we'll see you on the other side. Lots of love, everyone. Take care. And have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. Bye-bye.